The Razorback basketball team defeats South Carolina in a very ugly but needed game. Kendall Bryles being officially offered the offensive coordinator position at Miami and why I wanted the three-point streak to continue on for the Razorback basketball team. It's all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful week so far. We're in the midway point and have a lot of things to discuss on the podcast here today. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll get into football because I know that's something that's on the minds of a lot of people, too. But uh, we got to mention the fact that the Razorback basketball team bounced back uh, in a victory that they were down at halftime by seven points to South Carolina at home, and they ended up winning by 16 points. Now, we'll talk about the three-point streak here in a bit because I feel like that needs a designated segment for uh, the, it coming to an end because so many people are talking about it, and I obviously am one of those people that loved that streak and always tweeted about that streak, so we'll talk about that more here in just a bit, but uh, just talking about the game itself, Arkansas has now won three straight games in the SEC. And I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend that South Carolina is a great basketball team and that this is a big-time win because I think Arkansas's net ranking after this, after this win moved up like three spots from like 54 to 51. So not exactly setting the world on fire when it comes to the performance and uh, the win and just what it does for the NCAA tournament picture. But as I've said many times before, it doesn't really matter. A win is a win is a win. And as long as you win at the end of the day, that's what people care about the most. The NCAA Tournament Committee at the end of the year, they're not going to look back on your schedule and say, okay, even though you got 13 SEC wins, yeah, but how badly did you beat Missouri? You know, they, oh, you only beat Georgia by four points? Ugh, I don't know about that. They're just going to see wins and losses. That's what you're going to see. So getting a win, 16-point win at home is great, especially when you were down seven at halftime. And once again, Arkansas holds an opponent, the third straight opponent in SEC play that they've held to under 60 points. And uh, Arkansas does a really good job in the second half to bounce back in a major way. Uh, the first you got to mention about Jalen Williams and, and the performance that he has been putting forth over the past three games. Been, been the difference maker. In fact, if you look at the stretch where Arkansas played their worst basketball last night, it was when both Jalen Williams and J.D. Note were out of the game due to both of them having two fouls. They both got in early foul trouble. And when they went out of the game, Arkansas's offense was, was, was looking pretty rough. Even their defense wasn't looking too great. So them being out of the game was a major difference. But when they were in the game, uh, there was nothing but positive vibes going. Jalen Williams, 19 points, nine rebounds, two assists, and one steal, and most importantly, no turnovers. Uh, the guy is just electric. He takes more charges than anybody else in the SEC. He took a few charges last night. He, he does it all. He brings energy. He's got passing. He can block some shots. Like he, he's slowly but surely becoming one of the go-to players for the Razorback basketball team. When we were looking for someone else besides JD Note, and we kept thinking maybe Stanley Amude, uh, maybe Odyssey Tony, you know, maybe these other guys could possibly find maybe Devo can get in the the scoring realm. Like maybe there's some things like that, but just because of what's happened over the past three games where Arkansas has been playing their best and winning winning those games in the SEC. You got to look to Jalen Williams. He's been the difference maker. And 
the most impressive thing is not only that stat line, but the fact that he has had zero turnovers in, in last night's game. He had zero turnovers against LSU, and he had zero turnovers against Missouri. Those three games, that three-game stretch right there was zero turnovers from the big man who is averaging a double-double, nearly had a double-double again last night for his fourth straight. But that type of thing is really what makes him so effective is when he has the ball, he makes good decisions. If he needs to shoot, he gets to the free-throw line. Last night he made 9 of 10 from the free-throw line. That's great for your big man as well. And, uh, you know, he just doesn't look to shoot first. He lets the game come to him. And, and he's been a huge difference. And, of course, J.D. Note comes in. He scores 17 points. Has another J.D. Note type of game. Uh, also had seven rebounds and five assists. Three block shots for J.D. Note. So he's, he's the best player on the Arkansas basketball team. And the entire offense has to run through him at all times. It has to. He has to be the point guard. He's your best option. Is he a great point guard as far as distribu uh, distributing goes? Probably not the best, but he's the best you got. And the offense has to run through him. And as long as he continues to do those types of games where he's filling up the stat sheet, I mean, 17 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Uh, what is it? Five assists, yeah, three blocks and a steal where he's actually leading the SEC in steals too. Like that type of thing is where it's just really making a difference in the Razorback basketball team as well. And you know, they did it with defense. Devo Davis came in and he ended up having four rebounds and five rebounds in this game, too. Uh, still didn't have a great shooting night, but it was funny because he, he made seven. He had seven points, made three shots. And literally the shot that he took last year that was so effective and so good. He started taking a little bit more where it's just that mid range jumper. And he was making them. I'm like, stick to those, man. Stick to those. When when zone defense starts happening. He needs to be a guy that you look forward to for those elbow jumpers. That's his best shot. You can't shoot the three. Stop shooting the three. You can't shoot the three, Devo. And that's okay. You can still shoot the mid-range. You can still go inside. You can still get your layups, and you can still make free throws. So stick to that, man, because that's what you're really good at. Up your defensive game as well, and you're starting to get a little bit better and getting back into the swing of things as well. Uh, Adisi Tony had 13 points. Stanley Amude had 12 points uh, You know, to, to pile in there. Uh, Trey Wade. Even though he didn't have a whole lot in the stat line, he was very effective defensively, especially uh, guarding the three-point line. I think having him in there is great for the defensive side of things, more so than anybody else. Um, I know Chris likes – he's a tough guy to figure out, man. I really like this game, and there's elements of it that I really like, but it just seems like he's a bull in the china shop sometimes. Just going into the lane, doing some crazy stuff, and hoping you get fouled. Like – that's, I don't know if that's the game you want to have. Like, I understand you wanting to have the idea of getting fouled because you can make free throws, but you got to sell it. You know, you got to act like you're actually making basketball plays. And there's been times so far this year where he's been trying to make those and it just it just hasn't happened. So either way, Arkansas, hey, listen, they won the game. At the end of the day, that's the best thing that they can do. They won the game. Doesn't matter how it looked. Doesn't matter how it went out. They are now on a three-game win streak and they got a big game against Texas A&M coming up this Saturday in Bud Walton Arena as well. Folks, it's a new year. We got New Year's resolutions. Almost all of us are making it trying to get fit. I say that as I just, uh, you know, ate, ate, a, ate a huge sausage breakfast burrito this morning. It was so good. So it's tough, though. But the thing is, is I know I can make up for it because for today, for lunch and for a quick snack, I get Built Bar. They taste amazing. They have different flavors to choose from. They're only 130 calories and also have 17 grams of protein. And the fact is, is that I like it when it tastes good because that's what we want. We want our food to taste good. It makes us want to eat more of it. And that's the best thing about Built Bars compared to other protein bar bars. It doesn't taste like bark. It actually tastes like a candy bar, but it's healthy. It's almost cheating in a way, but 
That's how great it is, and that's why you need to try it out today. And if you go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% at built.com. Buy the whole store out. doesn't matter. You're going to get that 15% as long as you use the promo code LOCK15. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so now we got to shift over to football and the big news that came out. And it was actually yesterday, and it was happening after the recording of the podcast, which is usually great timing for that. But something that was definitely being discussed and is something that's worthy of being discussed here on this podcast because no real changes have been made so far. But yesterday it was being reported by Brett McMurphy of the Action Network, who if Brett McMurphy says something in college football, you can usually take it to the house. Like he is one of the more well-respected reporters as well as a journalist when it comes to college football. So when he says it, you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, truth in it, at least to what he's been told. And we'll get into that here in just a second. But he was reportedly, uh, uh, Kendall Browse was reportedly a candidate for the uh, Miami Hurricanes offensive coordinator uh, job, so much so that there was an official offer put forth to him by Mario Cristobal uh, after he was named the head coach on December 6th. So much so that that's what Brett McMurphy reported. Not that he was there was an interest there, but that he was actually fully offered the position. Uh, he's he has a million dollars per year at Arkansas. It's in the midst of being renegotiated to try to keep him here at Arkansas. And even though Bryles is going to be a hot commodity at places, it was funny because yesterday, an hour before this got reported, it showed that Kendall Bryles was in Atlanta recruiting for the Razorbacks. Like he was putting out videos and everything that. Uh, he was wanting to wanted to uh, to discuss too, and then it got to the point to where it was uh, Brett McMurphy's report was met with a counterpoint by Mike Ryan Ruiz, who's the executive producer of the Dan Lebatard Show. I don't care for the Dan Lebatard Show, honestly. The fact that they talk sports at any point in time is funny, but still, he has a pretty good understanding of uh, the Miami situation. He posted that he's like he knows that Browse they spoke to him, but no official offer uh, was made at this time. And apparently Toledo coach Jason Candles is reportedly a, uh, also a candidate, but he just turned the job down officially today. So we know that this came out and then like Trey Biddy and some others said that they confirmed that there was an offer that was being made. And, you know, people were starting to wonder, OK, what's going on? How, how's this going to work? And let me let me first say this, that if Arkansas loses Kendall Bryles, that is a loss. That's a big loss. It is. You know, anybody that says that it's not is fooling themselves. People who think that the fire Bryles crowd out there that, you know, during the season, you guys are idiots. Kendall Bryles is one of the best offensive minds and the best offensive coordinators in the SEC. There's a reason why places want him. There's a reason why big time college jobs want him. It's not because he sucks too bad. Like Miami wanted him. LSU wanted him. Other places have reached out to interview him. It's not because he sucks. It's because he's really good. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas's offense averaged five touchdowns a game this year. Good enough for me. They didn't turn the ball over. Like, was it perfect every single time? No, but he's a great offensive coordinator, so they don't need to lose him. They need to do whatever they can to keep him. And I think Sam Pittman and Hunter Yurchek will put everything together to try to make that happen. But the idea of anybody saying that if he leaves for Miami, that Arkansas will be just fine, you know, they might, but I'm not going to feel confident about it. And everyone's saying, well, Dow Loggins, he'll just step in. Okay, maybe, but... Like, is that going to, like, I, I'm in a wait-and-see mode with Dow Loggins. 
know, everyone says, well, look at his NFL experience. It's like, okay, that's fine. But you're talking about college football now, though. You're talking about an offense that this team has gotten used to running with KJ Jefferson and all that. Like, is, Bra or is Dal Loggins completely able to step right in and have no drop-off for what Kendall Bryles built? Would he try to change and rearrange the entire offense? Like, I don't know. So everyone's just saying, yeah, it's okay, Loggins is there. Okay. I hope he does well, and maybe he does do well. But I don't think it's just one of those surefire things that there'll be no drop-off if that happens. You got to keep Bryles. And second off, with all this stuff going on, and I'm sure I'll have egg on my face when I when I bring this up, but I still think this is Jimmy Sexton just doing Jimmy Sexton things at the end of the day. He's the agent of Kendall Bryles. We know how he likes to get leverage for extra pay wherever uh, these places and are offering jobs or interested in jobs or whatever it may be. We know that that's just how Jimmy Sexton works. And so... I look back at Brett McMurphy's tweets over the past few months, the best I could, and maybe I missed one, and if I did, just let me know and correct me. But I look back on his tweets to see how many of his reports had to deal with an offensive coordinator being officially offered the position at another major university, and that being the end of the report. I didn't find any. The only thing I found from Brett McMurphy was certain well, a certain school or head coach being interested in this guy this guy and this guy as the offensive coordinator or maybe interviewing this guy or this guy's being officially hired as the offensive coordinator like those were the only two things that i saw from either one of the reports on either side i never found anything else where it said this school officially informally offered this guy the position don't know if he's going to take it or not like i haven't seen that before and so that made me start thinking, okay, well, to me, that's just showing and trying to get the ball rolling in a little more expedited process to keep Kendall Bryles at Arkansas. He's out recruiting for Arkansas an hour and a half before, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if everyone's just kind of whispering around saying, hey, hey Jimmy, hey, you know, this, is, this, is gonna, this has been talking to me. All right, well, I'll handle it. Hey, uh, Brett, uh, Brett McMurphy, hey, uh, Miami's offered him the job. If you want to report that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll report that. Doo -doo -doo. Gets out there. Pressure gets put on. Everyone's talking about it. That's the way it goes. Like, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards that being the case because I don't put anything past Jimmy Sexton. Like him, love him, or hate him, he's really good at his job. But at the end of the day, and this is me calling my shot, and again, I'll probably have egg on my face because of it. I believe Kendall Bryles will stay at Arkansas. I believe he will get a raise and extension at Arkansas. And I think he will be your offensive coordinator in the 2022 year. That's my gut feeling. I think that he's got too many good things going on here in Arkansas where he has one of the best quarterbacks in the country or in the SEC as his guy. He's got an experienced offensive line in front of that quarterback. He's got two young, explosive, and talented running backs, as well as just not only having a receiving core you're trying to build, but adding into a five-star into that mix uh, to be one of those guys. Your recruiting classes are really shaping up. And then you go to Miami, and everyone's like, oh, Miami, what a great job. They have been atrocious for the past 15 years. They've been a joke. Like, people need to stop acting like Miami and the Hurricanes are so, like, oh, well, they're one of the better programs. They've been laughably bad. Their facilities are crap. They, they you know, the, the money that they invest in football isn't there anymore. Like, it's just, it, it's not good. So, I, I just don't think that, 
uh, that's something that, you know, you can really uh, put forth and say that they, this is something that, you know, you're going to feel good about and, and going to Miami and going into that situation. So anyways, I, uh, I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of a weird thing that happened and I don't think anything's going to come from, it, and I don't think anybody should be too concerned about it either. I think he ends up staying, but I have been wrong before. This is it. The putt to win in the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new financial uh, program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing business. Again, head over to netsuite.com slash locked. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, which, uh, you know, I'm just going to use real quick to, to bring this up about Razorback basketball having their three-point streak per game or at least having at least having a three-pointer in each game come to an end officially last night against South Carolina. They went on a streak of like 1,090-some-odd games, whatever it was. And uh, a lot of people were talking about it and pretty bummed by it and saying, oh, man, that sucks that that came to an end. But then the amount of people that reached went out on social media and says, like, I don't give a rip about this streak. You guys are idiots. Your basketball IQ is terrible. If that's what you're thinking is an important thing or even a something that's worthy of being discussed, whatever it may be. Like, that's so dumb to be upset by people doing that. We are sports fans. You know how many streaks are going on in sports that people are fans of? And when that streak comes to an end, they're bombed by like, you know how many streaks like think about if a if a baseball player in the majors is on a hit streak, a long hit streak. And then one day it finally comes to an end. He doesn't get the hit in one game, but they still win the game nonetheless. Can you be happy that you won the game, but also bummed that that streak came to an end? Of course you can. Or if there's a player like KJ Jefferson, for instance, this year that had that long stretch of amount of passes thrown without throwing an interception. Like, if you think about that, and, you know, what all went into that, and how cool of a streak that was, it came to end to an end against Penn State in the bowl game. Was it kind of a bummer that he threw a pick in that game? Yeah. But you won. Were people happy about that? Of course they were. Like, this idea that you can't be happy you won and also be kind of bummed that that three-point streak ended like, it's stupid. And I've heard so many, like, radio people, especially when I was driving from Northwest Arkansas down to Little Rock, like, all these people just saying, like, who cares? Who cares? It's stupid. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't give a rip. Okay, that's fine. But sports fans like streaks. We do. Like, it's fun. It's a fun stat. That's all it is, is fun. And for those of you who just, like, freak out about it and think it's, like, so stupid that anybody cares about it, sorry. Sorry that we like having fun in sports. Sorry we like having little fun streaks in sports. Like, any, if there's anybody out there, though, that is saying that they'd rather have lost and kept the three-point streak going, okay, if somebody's saying that, then those people are dumb. But it's okay to be bombed that it came to an end while also being happy that they won the game. You can do both. I know that's crazy to think about. 
but you can have both happen. And it's happening now. It's a sucks because it was such a cool little streak, but now it's officially over. The Hogs got the win and they'll have to start a new streak. And hopefully another 30 years down the road, they'll make up for some lost ground there. Just kind of a bummer either way. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.